What's up, sports fans and lovers of the Toronto Maple Leafs? This is Anthony Alhefe recording live and direct and a slightly intoxicated after this episode of Tequila-Fueled Leaf Review. I'm joined by Bob Walker for the month of November recap on the Toronto Maple Leafs. This episode is dedicated to the life and memory and legend of Leafs. Legend? Fuck. Borea Salmon. Um, yeah, so this episode is dedicated to him. Even though it's pretty lighthearted, ALS is a motherfucker. Um, big wins across the board for the Leafs. Big loss in the Leaf um, allure. With that being said, enjoy the show. Work. I can still. I can still hear you. I can still hear you. Holy shit, man! The wonders of technology. Yo, can we not get some Gen Zs in this motherfucker to get, sort this shit out? I feel like we need old... our own Granali, apparently. Yeah, Fuck. someone behind the scenes. Just sort of pouring myself a little drinky poo. You got one? Naturally, of course. I've got a beer this time. Oh, okay. I'm staying. I'm staying with some tequila because, uh, <laughs> you know, our Mexican god Austin Matthews. Yeah, credit to you, I guess, from drinking before. <laughs> it helps. It's a lifelong decision, you know. <laughs> you ready to kick this some bitch off? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's fucking tequila, right? What's up, 99 Nation and lovers of your Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm Anthony. I'll have you recording live and direct with my bro from Sportsville, Mr. Bob Walker. What's up, baby? How's it going, buddy? Big, big November. Pumped to be here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Amen. I was looking forward to the doing this one for a little bit now. Um, yeah. Mostly because the Leafs be on a roll. How you feel? Uh, I'm completely bought back in. Now, asterisk, <laughs> asterisk beside that, this is not planning Stanley Cup Parade. I am still worried about the playoffs. What I am saying is that the dagger has been removed a little bit from the Montreal playoff scenario because it's straight positive this month. Like I, That's, that's going to be the momentum, the theme of this episode because how can you not? They're what, 11-1-3, the best month in Leafs history. Ooh. The boys are buzzing, and with – Three, we'll talk about it later, but our top three defensemen out. I mean, when a team steps up like this, how, how can you just not really praise them? And they deserve it. A hundred percent. I, um, you touched on it. We'll touch on it a little bit in a little bit, but for the adversity that this team's had in the month of November, they came to play. And that's all I can ask for from my favorite team. They're putting yeah. an effort uh, forward that is really defining their character. And that's all I can ask for. Yeah. I mean, this team's back to pretty much the same point pace from last year, which was a franchise best. And we're doing it with so many injuries. And we had a huge goalie question mark. I'm not talking about their performance, more the injury aspect. And again, something we always say this at the start of episodes, we're going to touch on it later. But the goaltending, I mean, that Samsonov, the pads and jersey set up last night against San Jose alone. I want that on a card and I want it now. I mean, <laughs> give these me goalies. Yeah. They're, they're playing out of their minds and kudos to Shalgren because that guy kept us in when we needed, even played it back to back. He is a bona fide NHL backup. You know, uh, we are blessed right now when it comes to goaltending. And I just want to put this out there. Crazy. Not that I want to throw a whole bunch of shade because they are one of my favorite Western conference teams, but 
I am so glad we did not sign Jack Campbell because he is the exact turd I thought he was going to be. Mind you, Edmonton has no defense except for one guy, so that's um, that's one thing. But I think he, I think the Edmonton Oilers have an eight four eight four five save percentage, um, which we all know after having subpar goaltending for so long, that will not win you a playoff round. Mind you, having McDavid might help, but. Well, no kidding. I mean, there two guys are pretty much their entire team. Campbell was definitely, I'm not going to say regress, but he was real spotty, even with us. I mean, everybody was critical of him when he, he had these massive downturns, even though he had amazing, just like months at a time, but all of a sudden he goes to Edmonton and all that changes now with a big contract because he proved himself. He didn't really prove himself. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we weren't critical of the goalie situation at the beginning of the season with these pods, because there were a lot of question mark, but I was willing to give these guys a chance. And as of right now in November, they are proving it because Murray looks fucking good. Looks Murray good. looks good. And you know what? As long as he stays healthy, we've got that guy for another year. And Samsonov's an RFA. We could possibly have this 1A, 1B tandem if they're healthy for a second year. And as long as they keep proving themselves, I mean, this is good. Like you said, the goaltending depth, which I thought was questionable. We've now got those two, Shalgren with the Marlies, that Petruzzelli kid, the two Growler goalies, which I shouted out before. They're still lighting it up. We've got a couple of prospects. I mean, it's not, not that to mention, bad. Justin, uh, not to mention, not to mention uh, Joseph Wall. Yeah, who's well. coming back from injury as well. So what was once a, a D-list goalie pool is possibly B now. Like, I mean, it's it's not bad. I'm I'm pretty excited for our goaltending as long as it stays this momentum. Well, let's not also forget to mention that there is one other team that gets to celebrate this, uh, and that is the Ottawa Senators because they get 25% of all of the great things that Matt Murray do because – does no. because because they do pay 25% of his salary. So I'm okay with that. Good for no. you, Ottawa. You need a win. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> you're right. You're so right you're I want Ottawa fans, if they're listening, listen close because I'm going to reject everything El Jefe just said. You do not get that because you let him walk, which injury prone and completely deserved, but you brought on Talbot, who is not good. Campbell leaves, not good. I mean, it's just seeming like a home run for us. Ottawa gets no praise. They're shitting the bed. They want to fire DJ. I say hashtag extend DJ. Let's sign that man to a massive contract now because things are going to go up Ottawa with him. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I, I just, I love the fact. I just love the fact that we had, there was, there has been so much made about leaf goaltending, rightfully so, but their, their goaltender that a lot of Toronto fans really liked and Jack Campbell not doing well. And then you, you, you pick up Matt Murray, who's a big question mark, Samsonov, who's a big question mark. And I mean, fine. We're 25 games into the season, but fuck man, our goalie situation is looking fantastic. Big thumbs up. Let's go baby. Uh, absolutely. And you know what? Nobody's going to deny Boston and New Jersey are on a tear. Everybody who's a hockey fan can see that. We have sneakily moved up and we are right behind them. And now in the last week, I've heard people really outside of the Toronto market because, yes, we are drowned with Leaf Media. But when I check out other stuff, they're starting to talk about us again. And they're talking about how even without our 3D, 
that they're stepping up and we're going to give them that their praise later because it's been fantastic. But yeah, goaltending defense, the offense is just buzzing. Like this team is going 11, one and three in November. What more can you ask for? Honestly, and it's 25 out of 25 out of a possible 30 points. It, it, it 100% jolted the Leafs into a much better overall, like overall perspective, but they have wins over decent teams. Like we talked about Jersey, Boston, like these are teams that are contending teams. They're getting wins over those teams. And that's really what you need. Like, yeah, fine. Beating the San Jose Sharks is great because it's a two points that you need. But you know what's not great is, is fucking only beating San Jose 2-1 or 3-1 on an empty net goal, but then smashing teams like New Jersey. You know, you know what I've been finding noticing more is the fight this team has in them at the end of the game. I'm man. Do you not think that some of these games that we have won or or we've closed out maybe three, but I'll say five years ago, we would have blown it. We would have blown these games in the last moment. And the this Leaf team is not doing that. They're playing hearts out. They're blocking shots. The goaltending has been superb. They're making those massive like Matt Murray made that game winning save a couple of games ago. Like we need this type of stuff. This is how you get the fans and, and the crowd on your side. And it's just. It's just fantastic. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm loving how they're one playing, of the things you know? that we do on this pod, Jess, is that we we yeah. recap the month. I just want to go over this impressive month. OK, yeah. Five two win against Philly. A 2-1 win over Boston, a 3-1 win over Carolina, uh, overtime loss to Vegas, a 4-2 win in Pittsburgh, a th- uh, sorry, in Toronto against Pittsburgh. A that was three- a loss. That was a loss. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't know how to read. Um, yeah, so 4-2 <laughs> okay. so loss to Pittsburgh, followed up by a win in Vancouver. That was a Salmon game, which was a beautiful moment. We'll touch more on Boris in a bit. but This organization's uh, been great with Boris this month. You know yeah. what? It is, it, it, it's been special. And I got a, a little side story when we get there. Now, okay. a couple of days later, they revenged their 4-2 loss to Pittsburgh with a 5-2 win. A big win against uh, – sorry, Jersey wins in overtime. Then the big win against Buffalo, 5-2, an overtime loss to the Islanders, then a rebound win against New Jersey, a win against Minnesota in an afternoon 2 o'clock game, which is ridiculous, another game against Pittsburgh, third of the month, where they crush them 4-1, uh, 4-2 win against Detroit, and then a 3-1 win uh, last night against San Jose. Uh, look, like They're letting in like not a ton of goals. Like, yeah. It's, beautiful it, and i mean and this is all and then we'll get into it now this is all with a massively depleted defense core not one or two injuries we're talking major injuries to major go-getters you got you look you have okay let's just muzzin i'm gonna say he's a write-off for the year um i mean that's not for sure but like it, it's pretty close like you have muzzin out riley out okay so that was your first defensive pairing Followed up by Mr. Consistency, um, TJ Brody, who the, the team doesn't seem like they're missing, which is wild. And then, of course, uh, all-star, soon-to-be all-star, uh, off-season signing of the year, Jordy Ben goes down to, I think, but he, I think he's, a, he's a one on the quickest turnaround. But uh, you have four out of your eight defensemen out. Uh, let's say three of your eight defensemen out and your, your ninth uh, defenseman in Jordy Ben incredible that the defensive core and the goaltending has been this unreal. 
Yeah. And you know what? Um, great transition for me too, that you brought up Jordy Ben, because when you were reading off that calendar, the schedule that we just had for November, all the wins and losses, what's the, the oh, if I can talk, what stands out to me is that middle of the month, November 8th to 12th. It's the Vegas overtime loss, the Pittsburgh loss. After that, Chalgren's last game, and it was Jordy Ben's massive game where he came out and performed after the injuries. We beat Vancouver. And then more importantly, that Pittsburgh game. I can tell you that me and the boys at work were fired up after this game because we had just lost to them. We could have let that doubt creep into our minds now with injuries and goaltending. And you know what? That is Murray's first game back from injury. His former team, all the pressure on him. And you know what? We get that win. We get that come from behind. Like they beat us the first time. We beat them the second time. And since that Pittsburgh game, now we've been rolling. And you know what? I just wanted to shout it out because that game definitely stood out to me when the team really stepped up. And because it was Murray's first game, it's real memory hold for me. A hundred percent. And it really seems to be like a fortifying part of the team. It it just seems like they're like, okay, listen, right now our backs are against the wall. Yeah. We're not really missing anybody up front, but the back end's hurting. We've got our third stringer in, in, uh, in, in, uh, Chagrin and we need to make like we need to balls to the wall. Let's go. And that's exactly what the team's done. They've played very well defensive. Not to even mention, uh, he was dubbed Big Mac by uh one beloved Joe yes. Bowen. Um, but um wait, what's his name? Sorry, Mac Hollowell. Hollowell. Uh yeah. it, I would say impressive. Like I mean, as a guy who's like your number 10 on your depth list for defense, um, Stepping in and doing a very admirable job. Uh, very happy he's getting the job done. I've been fucking loving Hollowell. I'm I'm gonna praise the shit out of him in studs. I can tell you that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love how this guy stepped up. And yeah, I'm not saying that he's gonna be a massive NHL, but just the depth that we have, the where he came in, and it's just to know that we had this in the Marley system. I mean, he's stepping up, he's real smart getting the puck to the net from the blue line. I love that about him. And not not only that about it, but he's he moves very well. Yes. I mean, yeah, he's a young guy. I get that, but for a guy stepping in, and this is a guy who like went through the ECHL. You know, he he came up he came up properly, I guess you can say, and he is making the best out of this opportunity, hands down. Oh, hundred percent. I've been loving his play. It's real admirable. All right, Ba. Um, do you have anything else you want to touch up on the defense core? I'm just, I'm just really happy that the team, this, this defense core hasn't crumbled. It's, it's, you know, we're not like, you know, paging any doctors to resuscitate the team. Things are going pretty well. I'm pretty happy. Well, I've got a shout out before we end the segment. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's, it's hard to do these, but because it's spoilers for the studs and dud segment, but who gives a shit? Because this is the meat of the podcast. Mark Giordano, dude, this guy, you praised last episode. El Jefe. Tell me how yes, has, I'm psychic. Yes, I how am. How has Justin Hall been playing this month? How he, has this been guy been playing this shut down? He's been playing exactly shut down. him and his partner, Mark Giordano, have stepped up big time. The leadership of that Italian man, he is the new Spezza for this team, which I called. He has been playing out of his mind. He has calmed down Hall, where even when they're pressured in the boards behind the net and Hall would usually screw up and send a pass somewhere, he is not. I mean, this might be the biggest praise out of the defense core you can give is because when Riley and Brody come back, 
Keep those two together and do not change those two because boom, one, two, three, four, and then Sandine and Monsieur Timothy Lilligren, who last season, if you remember, I said I liked more than Sandine, which I'm going to, we're going to talk about Sandine stepping up, but Lilligren, holy shit, this guy is awesome. I have been loving his play consistently. Yeah. Hands down. I couldn't agree more with you. I, uh, I, I do love the unity that has come. I do love the calmness on the back end. These are things that are like so foreign for the Leafs. Mind you, last, last year, uh, in especially in November, they had a great November. But the, the last year, you Jack Campbell played really well in November. And that's the big part about November. People forget, right? And and, and everyone's talking Vesna, Vesna. I mean, you know me. I had my reservations about the whole thing. The bottom line, though, is that at the end of the day. Right now, which is what we care the most about, I think this team would beat last year's team. Like last year's November team, with as good as Jack Campbell played, he saved the back end last year, where the back end, the D and the goalies are working so well together, except for the, you know, the, the couple of blunders where they leave the net um, unprompted and think if for some reason it's a good idea. Um, outside of that, I think this defense core and goalie tandem is better than last last November's. I I mean I agree with you. There's there's so many examples. Like like we just praised Geo, but he's along the boards and where defensemen of the past who I love would go in for a pinch and that would turn into a two on zero, a two on one. He doesn't. He just keeps skating back. Hall keeps up with him, who's not the fastest skater, and they're able to help out the goaltender. Just these smart plays, our special team is stepping up like every positive thing you can say about this team is happening right now. And I 100% agree with you uh, that they could beat last year's team, which was again, a point record setting for this over a hundred year old franchise. But this team is just, even the haters cannot deny that we are a good fucking team. Oh, the, the haters the are quiet right now. Here's the thing. The memes about getting out of the playoffs and stuff, it's completely deserved until we get out of the play of the first round. So they, they rely on only, they only have those comments and it is kind of justified because we've shit the bed in the playoffs, but we are a good fucking team. You cannot deny that. I mean, we are playing without our top three defensemen and we're third, I think maybe fourth in the entire NHL. And we just said, a record once again, folks, for the third time I'm telling you this month in points 25 out of 30 points. The other thing you tell him a little fired up, like, well. fuck, this is the best, best version of Bob that I'll take. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to mention too is Geo is definitely, Zio Geo is definitely making Hall play much better, but yes. he's also allowing Hall to play like a big body defenseman, not crushing people, but just getting in the fucking way where before he was panicking and trying to overplay things. And he just looked like Bambi on ice. So I think that Gio's calmed him so well that Hall is just, he's just too good for his own bridges right now. And I love it. I love it. It's it's meant to be a, a very good compliment, but I think he's helped them mature as a defenseman. And, and that's a very special thing. Yeah. And uh, folks, he's not even a big piece yet. And we haven't even talked about him, but we also have an acquisition being added to this defense core and Connor Timmons. And he totally. hasn't even played a game yet. Okay. I, I want to get, into, I want to jump into Sandine and then I want to get to the Timmons trade because I think that's going to be a good one too. So Sandine, um, okay. 
still making a lot of errors. Definitely playing like a guy who missed training camp. The nice thing is that he looks incredible on the power play so much that I would be totally okay if Riley didn't play PP1 and Sandine did at least for the for the foreseeable future because the benefit of having a defenseman who can flick the wrist and get a shot from the fucking blue line to actually hit the fucking goalie is incredible. And, you know, like Sandy's not known for a slapper either as Riley, but goddamn, just getting that fucking puck on the net on a power play yeah. makes my dick hard. So let's go. <laughs> Sandine, welcome to PP1. Yeah, I mean, honestly, instead of those just boring, slow breakout pass backwards, try to break it in and all beat the blue line, like it is a bit of a revelation on the power play. Here's the thing. Besides Sandine, yes, there are a couple of negatives. He sometimes goes for some questionable big hits. He sometimes leaves position, and that can leave the goaltender to bail him out a couple of times, and he sometimes gives the puck away. That being said, he stepped up this month. I mean, he is a young guy with all the contract. He He's lucky kind of that his contract controversy didn't really get much bigger in this market because sometimes we can overblow stuff like that. <laughs> and you, you know what? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you're right. There are some, a little bit of issues because he missed camp, but he is an offensive defenseman. He is the same as Riley, but almost more so offensively, if really we're going to talk about it. And, and he's playing that well, like what he's supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. And so let's get into the, the Connor Timmons trade. Uh, Leafs making a trade with the Coyotes. Not the one we all thought, but this Connor Timmons trade is very interesting. I go over a little bit of a stat line with him. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, 24 years old. Um, dude, this guy's got some size. At 24, he's probably going to put on another 10 to 20 pounds. Um, so, and, and they're going to have control over him for a little bit. I like it a lot. Played for Team Canada. Um, so like he, how he ended up in Arizona is kind of interesting. Um, traded to Arizona from Colorado, plus a first rounder and a conditional pick for Darcy Kemper, um, which just that sentence alone, Kemper not playing with, I mean, won a cup, yes, with Colorado, but no longer with them. So the trade tree is kind of dead at that, at that point. Now this trade to Toronto is very interesting for him. Uh, has injury issues, but the one thing that, Leaf management knows what to do is they know how to mend an injured pony. And that's exactly what this trade is, is a possible defensive cornerstone and a high prospect uh, Timmons who yes, has had injury issues, but possibly could turn it around and be a fucking monster in the back end. Bob, how do you feel about this trade? I love it. So this guy has almost spent his entire life in the leaf development system because yes, he is a Sioux Greyhound. Yep. So he has already been in our system folks. If you didn't know that, but there are, he is the type of defenseman that I always love in juniors and follow, you know, the stone who went, I, I don't want to say Mark stone because obviously that's not him, but he played maybe Matt stone on uh, Calgary. Anyways, you got Josh Manson, those type of defensemen. Connor Timmons was one of them. He played for Team Canada. He goes to Colorado. He's in the Darcy Kemper trade. Like, yes, the injury are big concerns, but so far, all of our players with injury concerns, 
Not bad right now. Not bad. And if this guy can step in, he's a big body defenseman. And whether you like to admit it or not, Muzzin is going to be a big missing piece when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. That is a huge piece. The the intensity, the physicality, the last minute blocking, just when you can see everybody just long, just short of breath. It's just he's still out there. We need those type of guys. And I'm going to tell you right now, my buddy from work gave me a shout out. and He was like, uh, I'm going to be your insider before the podcast showed me a tweet. That I think it was Friedman or Drager. Someone said, I don't think Timmons is at the end of it. Another big move is going to come for the Leafs. Yeah, so whatever, know, whatever that means. There is yeah. some rumblings. I, I want ch- O'Reilly so bad. I want you know that what? deal to happen. I mean, and St. Louis just seems to be in a fucking oh. shit blender right now. It, you Last know year, the contract. Let's go. You know, who is the other one? Um, so, okay. So. First, I, I got to shout this out before I forget. But <laughs> yeah, tangents. I, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I so I work a lot of evenings, and I get home usually between the end of the first and maybe the start of the second. But I'm I'm driving home the other night, and I don't know what happened with Joe Bowen, but he's not on the broadcast. And there's some fucking tired dick asshole who is just. The absolute worst. You're telling me nobody else was available? Like, Bob, we could have done the color on this broadcast. It was so bad. And I was happy no to life. Hear. No life whatsoever. Poor, what's the other guy? Jim Ralph. Poor Jim Ralph is like just sweating his sack off. And I felt so bad. But they honestly had some guy, somebody's grandfather <laughs> doing this. And it was horrible. So I just want to shout out Joe Bowen back. I don't know what's going on. They, I might have missed what was going on. I didn't bother looking into it either, but uh, I'm happy to see <laughs> Joe Bowen back because I fucking, I love Joe Bowen. I'll take Bowen's it. Joe, the best. He's hands down. I, Jim Ralph, I take or leave him sometimes, but Bowen's the best. And because he's so, he's so ingrained with this team and the just listening. If, if you ever listen to, I love listening to games. It just feels so old school. I love it. And when I'm driving home, I have about a 15, 20 minute drive home. I can maybe get, you know, half a period in or something like that. I love listening to Joe Bowen. So I'm so glad that he is back at it. Um, and yeah, anyways, whoever that other limp dick motherfucker was, uh, I'm so glad he's not on the broadcast. Okay. Sorry. I wanted to get into, um, just no, no, no. Talk. Quick, 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 wait, 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 yeah. quick yeah. Bowen shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Bowen is so goaded that you are able to leave your house for any situation when a leaf game's on, because you know, you can throw on the radio and he's there. That's how mm-hmm. fucking good he is. I'm like, Oh, I want to pick up a meal. You know what? Maybe I want to go to my brother's place and watch the game with him. It's like, yeah, I'll listen to Bowen for the first period. Why the fuck not? Yeah, and and a top, uh, yeah, and the other uh, the other like side shout out is that it's uh, completely bullshit that the team's owned by a media company because they geo block so digitally listening to it like on your phone is impossible. Oh. You have to go old school transition radio, which is fine, but outside of my car, I really don't have one. So uh, that's <laughs> okay. So I'm going to read off a couple teams that are bottom feeders in the West, and okay. uh, and I'm just gonna I don't know a ton of these contracts, but we have the Ducks. The Hawks, the Coyotes, the Sharks, and Vancouver. Those are some of the bottom feeders in the West. Um, now, oh, and then right above Vancouver is St. Louis uh, in 11th um, with a basically a 500 record. Uh, you already talked about O'Reilly. Anybody, any of those other name, uh, teams, the names, like I know that San Jose, they had mentioned something on the broadcast. Um, oh, shoot, what is his name? He, I think he ended up scoring. Um, uh, Timo Nieminen, 
I'm blanking I, right now. They um they were talking about possible because he's in like he's at tail end of his contract right now. Uh, his qualifying offers ten million bucks, uh, but they were talking about two like there's a rumor that the Carlson trade, uh, Eric Carlson, not to be confused with Carl Erickson, who I was referencing in the last podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, Two possible trade targets for the Leafs. I don't know, but man, it'd be interesting to see. Let me just see if I can pull up his uh, his contract right now. But um, anybody out of those teams that you think might be a nice fit? I, I mean, I'm not talking like fantasy. I'm talking about legit moves. Yeah. Time to come home, Luke Shen. Yeah. Wow. What a pull. Yeah, I called him the other day at work, so I wanted to shout it out on this episode. I was like, you know what? I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but the dumpster fire that Vancouver is, man, Shenner's got some heat to him. If we're looking – because we're going to get Brody and Riley back eventually. We're not looking – and Chikrin is not the answer. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. I would rather get a forward like O'Reilly over a def- left-handed offensive defenseman like Chikrin, who we have in excess. But, yo, Shenner – I don't care what anybody says. I've always loved that guy. I loved him on the Leafs. He was thrown into a terrible position because he was drafted so high. He was the highest drafted defenseman in so long, and everybody put so much fucking pressure on him. That is not what he was supposed to be, and he should have spent time in the fucking minors or something to help him develop because he was tough as fucking nails, and it would have helped his growth. And I actually have a sore spot for fucking Shenner. I'll tell you that right now. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. All right. (laughs) Like, I. so you know what? I don't even – I like, I like, I want Shender home. And I know they were talking yeah. about that. And you know, like when he got shipped out for JVR, it was, yeah. you know, and I a, love JVR. I uh, love true, JVR. True. True. I feel the same way. And you know, I think of, I think of it like this. Um, I think I was happy for Shen to get a change of scenery. That Philly thing didn't work out, but JVR was an immediate impact player for the Leafs. Yep. And it was, he was so welcome that you forgot about Shen right away. But a hundred percent, I would love to see Luke Shen. And he got some sweetheart deal too, like 800 K or something like that. So let's yeah. go. Uh, Timo Meyer. Oh, Timo Meyer. Yeah. Um, 26 games played this year, 12 goals. <laughs> what was the last name you said before? You were like Timo Nimala or something. Yeah, it was a, it was a huge botch. Uh, 23 points on the season, currently a minus three. He's in the, um, well, first round or ninth overall. Wow. Pretty, pretty good in the 2015. Now he would be an RFA, but it would be, um, I don't know what it costs to get him, but I would feel like he's worth a first rounder. Um, I would love this stud right winger. Um, I know we're looking for a left side guy, but honestly the top six doesn't, doesn't really like it. It doesn't buy. I I like the way it looks right now, especially having Marner and Tavares together again. And then if you're rotating, uh, yarn crook or Robertson or, or, um, what's his tits Kerfoot. I like all those guys. Damn, Timo might be a nice fit for that line too. He would be a really nice fit for that line. Obviously, our left wing depth is lacking. And what people need to remember is that Matthew Knives is probably going to come up to the Leafs at the end of this college season because that's kind of what he was promised last year. He's a left winger, and I think he's an absolute prospect stud. So we got to kind of remember that. To him and his agent, we need to have that path going forward that there's a future with the Maple Leafs. 
So I think the team of Meyer would be great personally, like I've said before, and I've already said it two times O'Reilly, who is a center. I want him there. I don't know what would happen if him or JT go to the wing or, or how we're going to solve that issue. But I'm looking more for kind of the big body heart, almost what Nick Felino was supposed to be. That's why I'm so fucking hard on O'Reilly. But but Timo Meyer is a great piece. And you know what? San Jose could be a really, really good uh, trade partner. And also my coworkers keep wanting to bring in Eric Carlson if the contract's right and they take on enough salary. Yeah, he's a great offensive defenseman, but I hate Ottawa so much that that still lingers with him, man. Like I, I don't want Eric Carlson on the Maple Leafs. But did you if see he comes it? to the Maple Leafs, he'll be a fan favorite. I know it. But do you, okay, do you think the Ottawa Senators franchise terrible were, would would they just pack up and leave town if Carlson was traded to the Leafs and won a cup? He's hoisting the milk jersey up, the, the, the hoisting the cup up with the milk jersey on. Um, do you think the franchise? That, just- that okay. See now you've thrown a wrench into this situation because the Ottawa tears from Eric Carlson hoisting the cup wearing the milk jersey. I, I might have to consult a doctor after four hours because it's not going down. I, I'm not going to lie to you and. Also, okay. speaking of speaking of being completely erect, shout out to the reverse retros this year. I am oh. buying one of those once they're in stock again. I'm okay, telling you, you right now. So you know what's wild is like my brother-in-law who took me to the uh, Tampa Toronto <laughs> game last year. He yeah. has been fucking treating me like gold. Now, hey, shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not mad at it, but I'll say this: uh, he he honestly, uh, as a as a brother-in-law, he goes above and beyond. And I for his birthday, I had plans to buy. Jay's playoff tickets because that's what his birthday was around that time. He ends up buying the tickets before I have a chance. It was game three, so that didn't really work out in our favor. Probably worked out for the best. But he also took me to the first game of the season, took me to the outdoor game at, at Tim Hortons Field. He's done a lot for me. So I was like, man, I got to really bring it. So I sent him, as soon as those reverse retros came out, I sent him a link. I'm like, what do you think of these smash or pass? And he's like, dude, I fucking rock that jersey. I was like, cool, man. I called his girlfriend up, my sister-in-law. I'm like, yo, what size is he? I bought him one. I was like the first order Let's in. Go. And dude, he, he pulled that thing out and I, I, I was FaceTiming with him. And this thing looks sweet, man. I want to see it in person, person. But man, I love the are. And you know what? I'm saying it. They're undefeated wearing those jerseys. Just fucking wear them the rest of the season. Let's go. Those honestly, those should be our third. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I I don't care what anybody says unless it is a St. Pat's jersey, which is justifiable from our history. There should be no other color but blue and white for this organization till the end of time. I don't care if you like those gray and blue jerseys. That is not the Maple Leafs. The black jerseys that we wear for Bieber, that is just entertainment value and marketing and sales. That is not the Maple Leafs. We are blue and white. And even the little just orange Orange. and black, just NHL. Yeah, man, it's just it's it's got me by the hook. Okay, I want to go back to like those bottom feeders in the West. Um, (laughs) Outside of San Jose, we talked about those guys. Um, I really don't think the Ducks have anything to offer. The next interesting one is the uh, dumpster fire that is the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Of course, the talk is Kane and Taves. And I don't think any of those guys are really going to be the answer. not the answer. I don't think they're going to be available, to be honest. Um, but then they have some like other interesting, like Max Domi, 
not a big a centerman, you know, not a huge guy, but a lot of fight in him. Interesting option. Um, so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe, you know, if you're looking for that winger, maybe that's the case. Most of their other guys aren't really available, but I was like, oh, thinking maybe there's something in Chicago here. Thoughts on Chicago? One player stands out. I Seth know, he's a bit old. No. Oh. no. <laughs> if they eat that contract, sure. Sure. Why not? Okay. No, this player, he's a bit older. He's not the same. But in the same vein as those defense I was talking about before that this team needs, if we're going to get a defender, I've always liked this guy. I, I don't know why. I've just liked the grit, the play. Connor Murphy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right-handed, big-body defenseman, 29 years old. He plays tough minutes. I think he's probably – I'm going to look now. Yeah, dude, like the last game, put in 19 minutes. Like this guy, 6'4", 212 pounds, right-handed, plays tough minutes. This is the type of thing that I think the Leafs need. We already have the offensive firepower, and I love Captain Mo. We've got those sparks that we need to kind of jolt the team. What we need is that grit, that fucking heart that Gene Hackman talks about in The Replacements, which is a goat movie. This guy brings it. These are the type, him, Shenner, you're going to see, every time you're going to bring up a team, these are the type of names, if we're going defense, that I'm going to bring up. Because I, I don't know why, but I wanted Connor Murphy because he was previously on Arizona. I wanted him before he got traded to Chicago. I was actually super bummed about that. And I, I could be totally wrong on this. I, I think maybe I had heard that he didn't even, like we were on his no trade or something. Like he didn't even want to come to Toronto. Maybe that's the case. I could be totally making this up. But I want Connor Murphy for going for Chicago. It depends. You know, outside of that, if you look at the Coyotes, and I, I, we already know the trade happened um, for Connor Timmons, but when I look at their roster, there isn't anything that I think is uh, untouchable. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, like the asking price for, for Chikrin is insane. Uh, I think it was like. We're getting Patrick Kane. You know that, right? Listen, Leaf I, fans, just be prepared for that for come trade deadline. Like, we are getting Patrick Kane. Just know dude, that. Uh, I'm going to say this. If the Leafs get Kane, if the Leafs get if the Leafs get Kane, I might have to be a USA hockey fan. Like I don't know, like Matthews, Kane, Robertson. Like there, I know I'm just kidding. But uh, yo, speaking of American studs uh, that I love, I think I had heard my coworker told me Austin shout out buddy that Austin Matthews just signed like a contract with RBC or something for marketing or advert like a sponsor. So he is just getting more and more roots in Toronto. We need this guy to sign. Let's go. Yeah, he he he's going to sign in Toronto. Why? He better. It, it, the only thing that I could honestly see is if the Leafs get swept first round, if they finish like first in the East, whatever, and they get swept by whoever's last in the East, uh, and then he just needs to get out of this fucking circus. That's the only Baby. way, I, you know? Um, okay, moving on. Okay, so outside of that, I was looking at this, this Coyotes – roster. I'm like, okay, there's no one that really stands out. I was like, maybe Zach Cassian just because he's a big guy, but he's yeah. kind of at the end of the rope. Like, I don't think he would be a fourth line guy. And you already have that guy in Simmons and Clifford. So I don't know. And then outside of that, I was like, Nick Ritchie again. Like, I don't know, but then Nick Ritchie wouldn't play on the first two lines in Toronto. And you know, it's maybe it's best. He's having this career resurgence in Phoenix uh, over anywhere else. 
Yeah, honestly, man, just looking at the Arizona lineup, like I know they're playing well and I'm not even trying to disrespect them, even though I don't think they deserve a fucking hockey team. And the fact that it's going to work out for them is a fucking joke. Gary Bettman, you do not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but I'm not even (laughs) going to get into that. I mean, honestly, he's not even playing that well, but the only guy who would stick out to me is like maybe Nick Bukesad, but he's a center, so we don't even need him. So no, I I do not even think that we need to have Arizona as a trade partner. There are shittier Western teams that are better trade partners. Yeah. And And we've already brought up two of them. Yeah. And out of the West, I mean, the West put the West to rest. Um, You know, if you're looking at in the East, Columbus, Ottawa, Philly, Buffalo, and Washington. I mean, I think Washington is going to have a really rough year. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, But if you look at those bottom four, Buffalo, Philly, Ottawa, Columbus, Columbus, they've made deals with in the past. So maybe that's a thing. But I think Columbus isn't really looking to liquidate too much. I think they're they're just really starting to rebuild. Ottawa... Ottawa, all the talk out of Ottawa is that they can't look bad in any trades. So they're going to shy away from trades unless it's a slam dunk trade. Um, so I think Ottawa's off the list for any trade, unless you're getting Zaitsev back, which I don't think is going to happen either. Uh, yeah. Enjoy that one, Ottawa. Uh, Philly, maybe. But then even when we crack open Philly, like, is there anything in Philly that you want? Like, I, I mean, that you're going to be able to get for something relatively cheap? Uh, like, looking at their, like, Cam Atkins, I don't think is really going to be possible. Um, you know, they're not letting go of a guy named like a guy like Sean um, Cortier. So, I, outside yeah. of that, like Frost, I think there's talk of Frost, but they don't want Frost. <coughs> I, outside of that, excuse me, I don't really see too much more. I mean, on the back end, they've got they got some names, but I don't know. I, don't, I can't see any of these guys moving. Yeah, like. Well, what would we have to give up, right, for a guy like Sanheim or one of their top players who's playing well? So I don't know if Philadelphia's like, yeah, Delorier, like I would love a fighter or someone on this team. So maybe we could just give up a couple of picks or someone small for Nicholas Delorier. But that's that's the type of po- player that Courts loves. So he's not going to be moving anywhere at this point. So, yeah, yeah, Philly's not a good trade partner. While you were talking there, I'm just like looking up Anaheim. I'm looking up Columbus. They really, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like there's not that many trade partners. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and and you know what? There's so much, there are some terrible teams right now, but really there is some parity in the league. Like we said, besides, you know, New Jersey, Boston, us, Vegas, the top team. Yeah. That Seattle, that they're more surprising than anything. Actually, dude, that Beneers kid. And he's American, which scares me because America, I don't want to say this, but they might have the better team overall than Canada. Like they might be number one. It's it's actually disgusting when you look yeah, at their team. You know what? And I've been saying this for a couple of years now. I I do not want NHL players at the Olympics. I don't give a shit. What? About yeah, no. because I am petrified of Austin oh. Matthews donning that blue, white and red and then just fucking smoking our ass. Fuck that. I want it. Love that. Okay. Of course, bro. I, he either, we either kick the shit out of him and Canada wins, which is just, you know, just another fuck you to America. Shout out. Love America. Or, or he wins the gold medal for America. U S are champs and Toronto Maple Leafs 
best player of all time also happens to be one of the best Olympians for one of the biggest <laughs> countries of all time. So it's a win-win either way. Let's go to the Olympics. Let's okay. go. All right. So here's something I want to get off this topic of uh, possible trade partners, but I yeah. do want to touch on one thing that a client of mine, he's from Sudbury and all those hockey guys in Sudbury, they're all linked. And he was telling me there is a good possibility that the Nashville Predators are going to be in sell mode. So mm. when I look at Nashville, the name that screams is Forsberg, but I don't, I, I think he's in the middle of a fairly large contract or the beginning of a very large contract. Yeah. Uh, Ryder they just signed in the off season. I don't see him, I don't see him moving, but I would be curious if anything was to happen. Like does a Ryan McDonough do anything for you? Like he had those runs in Tampa you know, he, he wore big shoes in New York. So I, I don't know if he's a guy. I don't even know what his contract status would be. And I don't know if the Leafs need another defenseman. But this is a guy with a lot of playoff experience, another American. But um, I'd be interested if, if there isn't something in Nashville for the Leafs. Yeah, so Forsberg, obviously, no one's going to deny that he's going to be a sick piece. I think the price for Forsberg is just going to be too much. And, you know, you're going to possibly have to give up a piece like Willie or one of our prospects who's going to be a possible Forsberg replacement. Like, at, at that case, if you're going to go for a forward like that, you just go for O'Reilly, go for a big body. When I look at Nashville, yeah, Ryan McDonough, he's got the veteran experience. That guy's probably going to be just hard as nails in the playoffs. He's a good acquisition. He's getting a little long in the tooth. But I also like Matthias Ekholm. That's another defenseman shout-out from Nashville that I've always liked. And more importantly, he dominated every time I traded or drafted him in NH over the years, which is probably the biggest contribution of my NHL knowledge. So... He's he's an absolute stud, but but in all seriousness, he's a big body. Yes, he is left-handed, but I think he'd be a great addition to this team if we're going the defensive route. Forward-wise, I mean, outside of Forsberg, no, we're not going to go for Duchesne. I do not think we need no, another fast winger, anything like that. With the temper, no, hard pass. Exactly, exactly. So there's okay. nobody really else. Ryan Johansson, I mean, need a rider. Would he be just sign maybe? There. Yeah, but just but if they're in sell mode, like, but you're right. So that's really the only other name. Okay, so Forsberg is going to cost you a ton because he just signed an eight-year deal at sixty-eight million. He's a cap of eight and a half. Probably not. Probably not going to work out. Okay, let's move on. We're getting like way off topic, but it's been fun talking <laughs> shit. Okay, so <laughs> let's get back into it. Mitch Marner is on a heater joining the history books 18 game point streak congratulations mitch marner not to ruin too much but you might be my number one bud uh seven goals 17 assists 24 points last 18 games come on come on i i absolutely loved the standing ovation he got from the fans and it was so deserved he's tying Sittler and eddie olchick one of my it's kind of it's kind of crazy how old, and I know the haters are going to use this as chirps, but how old our team is and how much the players on this team right now are breaking records, it seems consistently year after year. They are just passing names on our best of list. Whether that's good or bad is up for debate with some of my friends, but 
I mean, Marner, he deserves all this. Yes. The contract hate I've been harder on him than anybody. Same with my whole family, but he's from Toronto. The, the, the kid is playing out of his mind. He's breaking records. He's so good. Like he's so smart with the puck and this is exactly what we need from him. And shout out me too. He's playing with JT, which is just a fantastic combo. Yeah. You can bring him up with Matthews because they're just amazing players and they're going to connect. But this connection right now that he has with Tavares lights out. He's finding him everywhere. The power play one, which you praise Sandine for Marner as well. I mean, this guy can just put it on a dime. Like Marner is so good. He deserves all the praise because he took all the shit. And yeah, yeah I wanted to continue in the playoffs. But right now, I mean, we have our top three defense injured. We had our goalies injured and you just tied our team record for consistent points. And don't forget, like Marner was eating shit earlier in the season. Like the, yeah. in October, everyone's like, where is Marner? Yeah. Same with Matthews. Blah, yep. blah, blah. Yeah. And, and he's just like, oh, well, yeah, like I'm, I got to wake it up a little bit. I got to move it around a little bit. And now that he did that, he's on fire. I love the success. I love how that team – because it was looking like that San Jose game. He wasn't going to get it. That last power play, I think like last five minutes of the game, it looked like he wasn't going to get it. And I, I called in the group chat. I'm like, at least score – and uh, then, of course, San Jose's going to pull the goalie and try to tie the game up last couple minutes. Marner gets the empty netter. Empty net. You know what I got shades of? And, you know, like it's, a, it's an unfair comparison. But Gretzky scoring his 50th and 38 games on the empty netter, that's what it felt like. You know, it was like that kind of – it was that kind of magnitude. And it was – I thought it was just – a beautiful cherry on the cake. Hopefully he gets one more point, at least breaks the record, or maybe he gets kind of crazy with it and gets like a 20, 25 game uh, point streak. Let maybe we'll keep keep that for a bet at the end of the, at the end of the pod. How long yeah. do you think his streak will go? Honestly, man, I, at this point, the fact that he tied the 18, here's what's going to happen. He's either not going to get the 19th. And he's going to just have the 18 and and be tied with Olchik and Sittler. But if he gets the 19th and he gets the record, honestly, the sky's the limit right now for this guy. I do not think it's going to go full season, but I'm going to say, fuck it. I'll go Sittler on the situation. I'll say 27. Wow. If, if he gets past 19, I'll shoot for the stars. Why not? Now, but like I said, if next game, and I'm not, I don't want to jinx it, but that's what's going to happen because that's Leaf lore and everyone knows it. You know what? I I would, I like you know I like the ambition, but for me, their next opponent is Tampa at, on Hockey Night. Yeah, maybe he squeaks at a point there, but I don't know. Like I don't like this is Tampa's first meetup with Toronto since the playoffs last year. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Do the big boys come to play? Do the, do the big boys high like they did all of October? I don't know. I think JT's going to be in on something. And if JT's in on something, there's a good chance Marner's beside him on that. So maybe he maybe he breaks it with against Tampa. It might be into something a little bit, a little bit nice to put out there. I'm not going to be as ambitious as you. I think if he gets through Tampa, uh, so let me just quickly check here. I have it. I have it up so it won't be too You're going to say like 23, 24, my original guess I was going to do. Okay, so hold on. I gonna... can't wait for this Tampa Bay game. This is such a massive game too. It is two really big teams. Game. Saturday night, let's game. go. Yeah. Okay, let's see if I can put it there to schedule. Okay. So you have Tampa on hockey night followed by a couple days off and then at Dallas. 
So, ah, shit, yeah. man. The Dallas game last time was a real good game for the, the Leafs. I don't know if that's going to yeah. be as good this time around. I'm going to say he he breaks the record versus Tampa, and then that Dallas game, I have a feeling that Dallas shuts up the Leafs. <laughs> so that's, I say, you're, I say you've been a Leaf you. fan for years. That's a pretty good take. That's a pretty Thanks. good I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I said I was shooting for the Stars. You're going to completely – 100% realistic Maple Leaf approach. Yeah, okay. I'm trying my hardest. Okay, okay. so uh, let's start wrapping this sucker up. Um, you know, I think I think we already know the answer to this. Is this team finally getting it, or is it just a hot November? I think I, I have to, I'm going to lead off, but they look like they were playing really confusing hockey before. Like, they didn't quite understand the systems. And I think they finally cracked the code, and I think they simplified some things, and I think it got a lot easier for the team. I think this team's figured it out. Ba, is this team finally getting hot, or was it just a hot November? This team's finally figured it out. Mm. These are the type of months, these are the type of situations, and anybody who played sports at any level knows these are rallying cries for a team. Oh, yeah. This this bonds you, and this team, the guys who have been here for years, they're already bonded. I mean, Marner was talking today to the press about how him and Matthews have been through so much and they obviously want to win together. For a team that's already close, this is the type of shit that comes closer because you realize everybody's bought in. The guys who are injured, who cannot wait to get back, they're cheering you on. The fans are shouting your name because you're playing well. The media, which are piranhas in this city, are all on your side right now. Everything is positive and there's there's really no sign to the momentum stopping, even with the loss. I'm not talking about them going to an undefeated thing, which shout out my Philly Eagles almost did. But <laughs> <laughs> this Leaf team, honestly, El Jefe, I even think, which I said it's a realistic approach when you said Dallas could shut us out. I think we'll come back the very next game and win it, even if that happens. That's how I'm feeling about this team right now with everybody healthy and all Jets firing. Because the goaltending, this is why I'm most excited about this Tampa Bay matchup. Because, folks, get ready for it. Here's what's happening. Boston or Tampa again, probably in the playoffs. And that might not even be what the standings say right now. I honestly didn't check. But that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be Boston because Boston is such a disgusting team this year. That's what's happening to us. It's a showdown with them. But this game is huge. And yeah, I, I mean, they've, I don't think it's just a month. Uh, yeah, there's going to be downtimes. Like we're Leaf fans, you got to expect it. Something's going to happen. But yeah, I, I see this team. We are going to be top five, top three in the league again. And just getting the, the hype for the playoffs is just, it's coming back again. We can't, you can't help it. It's an addiction. I yeah I fully agree. Okay, do the did you get any hot takes from Mama Walks? Okay, first off, shout out to Mama Walks because in the playoffs last year when we lost and I was complete Mister Scrooge negative, she was still praising Mitch and saying he was going to have an outstanding year this year because we all know how loyal Mama Walks is. So quick right. shout out. Yeah yeah yeah. Gonna, so here's <laughs> when I texted her the other day and I told her I was doing the pod. Hey, any mom hot takes <laughs> three emojis of mittens. That means Mitch because she calls it magic mitts. That's yeah, okay. her nickname. Like and she's that's obsessed. A way better than the magician. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So okay. magic mittens. That's what she's calling Marner folks. That's all I got. Two laughing, crying faces, actually questionable face. 
I believe the record is nine and two. I might be wrong in the month of my birth. Austin looks like he's back. Team's happy. Goalie's playing fantastic. And wow, who knew Angvolk is starting to realize how big he is. <laughs> Any more you want? I'm like, nope. Thanks so much. So she is fully on Bard. Yeah. Angvolk's playing big. Matthews is back. Let's go. Mama walks completely bought in. And apparently the biggest hot take is they're going past the first round. El Jefe. They're going Yo, past. I knew that. I knew that at the end of last year. <laughs> I knew that. And then it's going to happen. And you know what? We're going to fucking be there. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's get into buds versus duds. This is where we talk about our favorite Leafs, then be the buds, and them duds, no bueno. Um, okay. Let's. Let, I want to start with honorable mentions for buds. It's been such a hot month. I feel like we're going to be bud heavy. Uh, yes. Let's go. Do you have any honorables? Buddy, I, I honestly wrote like nine names for Buds just because <laughs> I knew that it didn't matter who you take, I'd be good. Yeah. So shout outs. Yeah. The guys who I'm not going to make in my top three right now, Shalgren, big one. Okay. Because he played lights out and he kept us in it and he showed that we do have some goaltending depth and he's just got a good head on his shoulders. He says the right things. When he loses a game for a young guy who – has so much pressure in a big market. He comes out and usually wins the next one. And I just like that about him. And then, uh, I'm also going to shout out Holmberg. Yeah. Good call. Nice pull that, you know what? No, he's not a big bud because he's not contributing massively. Like some of the other guys that we're going to talk about, but it's a role position. He stepped up and he's exactly the type of fourth liner that I wanted El Jefe that I've been talking yes. about. So yeah. I want to give him a little shout out as well. A guy who's not afraid to get around, which is yes. already a win. A and guy putting who, up a couple of points. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. I think those are two great ones. Uh, my honorable mentions, and just like you, like it wasn't hard to fill the buds, but uh, I'm going to go with the Geo Hall line. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, consistency, calmness, grace under pressure, all that good thing. Let's get into yeah. the real deal. Um who is your number one bud? I got a feeling it's probably the same guy. Yeah, so I'm going to steal him from you. It's Mitch Marner. 100%. We just talked about and praised him. I mean, he yeah. just tied a franchise record for consecutive points. We just beat a franchise team record for points in a month while our, again, top three defense are injured. I mean, this guy is putting in power play one performance. He's doing first, second line performance. I mean, he always has a smile on his face. Whether And, and that pisses a lot of people off which I love. I love pissing off non-Leaf fans that just injected into my veins. Let's Mitch go. is a stud. He deserves all the praise because he gets all the shit because you know why? Because he's a local kid. The same issue I had when I thought he took too much money. And yeah, you know what? Marner deserves it. I'm sick of the salary cap being stagnant and it needs to go up. And this NHL just needs to keep growing. Because, yeah, it, it did hinder us, but he deserves every dollar because he is a superstar. Agreed. And he says the right things now in the media, talking about being a local kid. His family's excited, how emotional it was having them in the barn while they everybody was praising him and cheering his name. I mean, he's firing on all cylinders now, and we got to keep the praise going because he is a massive piece going forward for any success this team has. Yeah. Any uh, you said it pretty beautifully. The only thing I want to add is that you, as a local kid, you will never understand what it means to be at the top of Maple Leaf fandom. Yes. It is the closest thing to royalty we have. 
and Mitch awesome. Marner is the fucking crown prince. Let's go. All right, number two. It's his team. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, I got Big Willie Styles. Um, Excelente. Yeah, I think Nylander is just having a fucking breakout year. He Contract is, year. You know, go figure. Of course it is. Um, but good for him, honestly. Good for him. I'm happy that he is living up to the potential we all knew he had. He's playing his best hockey. Now, if he stays or if he goes, it is what it is. I don't know. Um, but the roller coaster has been a wild one. So, Willie, thank you for a beautiful month in November. Keep it up. I mean, absolutely. The guy, it pisses people off, but he just does not give a fuck. Like, he just loves hockey. He goes out and plays. And when he's in the zone, which he is right now, I mean, he's putting them in the net. Yeah, whether Willie stays or go, he has been an excellent lead the entire tenure. And he has been consistently improving year after year. Where right now, I mean, this big body suite is putting the puck in the net. And that is something that I can tell you Leaf fans love. So complete praise to Willie. I agree with you 100%. And I mean, playing with AM34, the GOAT, who's going to resign? Like, let's right. go. Right, exactly. All right. Um, so who's your second bud? Matt fucking Murray. Bang, bang. Here we go. This guy comes out the first game. He gets injured. Deservedly so, there's some panic setting in in Leap fandom. Because the injury-prone goaltender, who's supposed to be our 1A, regardless of whether I love the Samsonov trade, which I have in the past told you I absolutely loved, Murray was the guy. And he came from Ottawa, which is a hated divisional rival with history. And yeah, you know what? This guy's come back against his former team. And since then, he is the third or fourth best goaltender save percentage in the entire league. I mean, this guy is playing lights out. He's big bodied. He's got a little bit of uh, just kind of attitude to him, which I love. And you know what? Yeah, everybody's upset about him pushing the net off. Guess what? Everybody in every sport looks for an advantage. And you know what happens when you find an advantage? You fucking take it until you get punished for it and there are rules. So you know what? To all the Leaf haters and and New Jersey, you classless pieces of shit fans throwing stuff at our fans and 10-year-olds flipping them off, you are exactly how the world views you. Trash. Okay? Yeah. Like – these guys are just absolute studs. He's playing lights out. I mean, what more can you say? It's just great. And you know what? The the refs eventually are going to call him on the net thing. That's what's going to happen. He's going to get a penalty for it. Until then, then you keep doing it. Yep. Oh, he has a reputation. Yeah, guess what? He plays for the Maple Leafs. Everything's under a microscope no matter what you do. One guy falls on the ice, he's a fucking diver. So who cares? Okay. I love Murray. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right. My number three, uh, you know him, you love him. We reference him as AM34, but really, he's Toronto Zorro, Mr. Yeah. Austin Matthews, heating up. Let's go. You saw that big goal what was against Pittsburgh. I can't remember who it was, maybe Minnesota. Um, that monkey off the back, Selly, for a guy who rarely sellies. I was like, fuck yeah. and he has been on fire since am34 
Glad you're back, baby. Let's go. Ow, woo! Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more because right now is hopefully the downturn of the season where we're going to face the biggest pressure because injuries and guys weren't performing. And we're still towards the top of the league. And now that this guy who is one of the best players in the world is starting to gear up again. I mean, you better watch out because if we get these two lines rolling with, we've already praised Mitch with the first star of the month, him and JT. And and I praised JT last month. So I'm not doing it this month because he's still consistent and he's still wearing the C proudly for this team. But now you got Matthew starting to light it up. He's starting to use his body. And the fact that he's blocking shots in the third period, like he did the other night to just not even that it was going to get on net, but just that you're doing that. I mean, he's an absolute stud. He's a bud. That's it. You got it. Anybody else for your third star? Yeah. So uh, you already bless you that he sneezed, but you you kind of already gave a little quick shout out and we praised them Lily and Geo. So I said I was going to do before I'm going Mac Hollowell number 81 in blue and white is back. It's no longer fill the thrill. It's the Mac attack. You know what? For what he is being called up during these injuries, he has consistently played well. He is great at putting the puck on the net. The boys love him. And honestly, you know what? When the team starts to play shit, there might be more glaring issues that arise from a more inexperienced guy. But for right now, I don't see them. I've been loving his play. And there, I how many years have I told you the biggest thing for me is team depth? And knowing that there are guys in the pipeline, defense, goaltenders, these positions that every team craves. We need these guys. We can't just keep doing trades and offseason acquisitions. There needs to be guys that come up just like those first three years with Marner and Matthews where they're making 800K, 900K, these low contracts, and they make real value to our team. That's what he's doing right now. And yeah, he might be the odd man out because when guys come back, he might be sent down. But guess what? If something happens, this guy's already got NHL experience. He's already proved himself in one of the biggest markets, and it's only going to go up from here. Let's fucking go, Mac. I love it. All right, let's shift gears. Let's get down and dirty with them duds. Uh, I'm going to start it off because this is going to be a short list, I imagine. Alexander Kerfoot, my man. I know you got the I know you got the helper when it came to the game winner uh, the other night against San Jose, but my dude. I know it's been a rocky road, but we know you're better than this. I know you're just gripping the stick a little tight, but on a very good team with a lot of people doing well, you're shitting the bed, my bro. And you know what? I got faith in you because come playoff time, you always come to party. But right now, you're just a little tight, my man. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. I thought... Maybe I'll do Kerfoot. Maybe I'll go to my typical whipping boy, Engvall. They put up some points last night. They played fucking well. The team's buzzing. I thought, okay, maybe the odd man out, maybe the one nitpick I could find for this session was Mete. Even then, nah, he is what he is. So guess what? Only one dud this month. Only one. And it's not even a player on this team. It's fucking ALS that took our boy Bory. Oh, that is the only dud 
my man right now yes. for this oh. month, because this team is playing so well and I've been so critical on them after our playoff losses that I'm not going to name a single player on this roster right now. And I only that piece of shit disease that took him way too quick after being diagnosed in July and being taken now. Wow. Bam. You killed it. Um, honestly, my second dud was the injury bug, uh, but I like yours way better. A hundred percent. You nailed it as always, as usual by your mm-hmm. right. Um, fuck. We'll, we got to end it on that. The well, hold only, on, hold on. You had a story. I did have a story. Oh, I might've thrown. Okay. Well, we'll save it for next time. If you can't remember it. Okay. So the only thing I want to touch on before we go, and thank you, if you're still checking this out, what is your prediction for the Leafs in the month of December? I'm going to go through the roster real quickly just to kind of give you an idea who they're up against. Um, it, it's a little bit of a tough, tough month. And, um, oh, shoot. Sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing. Um, here we go. So we, you know you have Tampa this weekend. Uh, Tampa, a couple days off. Then you have Dallas in Dallas at home, followed up by uh, Versa Kings. Hockey Night against Calgary, the return of Nazem Kadri to Toronto. Um, follow that up by the ducks. Then you're at Rangers at Washington. You're at home again versus Tampa. Then you're at home versus Philly. You got a whole bunch of days off, four days off. Then you're seeing you're at St. Louis. Then you're at, uh, Arizona. And then you're at Colorado to end the month on new year's Eve. Oh, that big break is Christmas. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> World on, Juniors, on it, let's go. Yeah, and honestly, besides maybe the Stars game, which I kind of agree with you, the two Lightning, and maybe on the 31st, the Avalanche, really every single game is winnable this month. Honestly. I feel the same Because way. the Kings, okay, really, really nothing. That's a revenge game for us again because of that Western road swing. Totally. I can't stand the Oilers this season because of Campbell and just the praise they were getting for these moves of stealing our old players. So even though I like the flames and they're my little Western bandwagon team and I like Nas, they're definitely beatable, even though they've been playing better. Yeah. Ducks. They've been playing uh, shit overall. Exactly. Rangers. Rangers are a joke this month or this year. So Rangers, that can be a win as well. Capitals will play us hard. Flyers will be a tough game, but we usually do well against the flyers and then losing coyotes. That could be a wash as well. So I uh, so I'll give you mine. I think they're okay. going to go ten and two. They got twelve games. I think they're going to split the Tampa series, and then they'll probably have like um, like a foot in the mouth game against like either Dallas or or Los Angeles or like who knows maybe Arizona. I don't know, but that I got I got them at ten and two. I think that's kind of fair uh, if if they stay as hot as they are now. Bob, what you saying? I'm going to go. Eight, three, and one. Very respectable. You know, Eight, three, and one. I think they're going to be positive. I think there's going to be a game where it's going to be close and, and a little bit with our overtime history. I could see us maybe blowing that one game and then a couple. I'm, I'm trying to be a little conservative because I'm so close to 11 and one. Screw it. We'll say it. But no, I'll do the eight, three, and one. I like it. I like it overall. All right, guys. That ties us up. That is Leaf Edition. Recapping the wonderful November that we had and projecting a beautiful December, the last month of the year. Bob, this marks the end of our seventh year doing this show. I love it. I'm so grateful for you and a happy belated birthday, my man. Wow. Thanks so much, buddy. I, I can't believe how quickly time is passing, but it's been an absolute blast. I mean, this has turned into 
one of my premier just hobbies and love of, of what I do. I get to talk with the guys about sports and, and it's just been a, a mainstay in my life for so long. So yeah, thanks man for having me consistently since that trip in Jamaica. It's been a blast. Yeah. Uh, and, and folks, yeah, you know, sh- show me all the birthday wishes. I, I appreciate that. Keep sending them in <laughs> and, uh, picks, please. Yeah. Next week we're recording, uh, this month of wow. I had mustard and then we're going to have a really special, just kind of fun Christmas episode next month for listeners. So stay tuned. And as the NFL season winds down, that can only yes. be one thing, oh. the big game, the kickoff to the XFL 3.0. Let's go. Battle yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Again, folks, I'll remind you every episode that my team was undefeated before the league was canceled. So I did cheer for the GOAT team. Speaking of football, quick shout out. Those two assholes, Melky and Gooby. Folks, you're not going to believe this. I know this is a hockey pot. I'll keep this super short. My Eagles are atop the division. We beat the Cowboys in our matchup. They're still talking shit about me. So guess what? I'm going to be guest starring soon when we play the Cowboys again to hear their terrible, terrible banter. And I'm just going to shove it right up their hoop. How good my team is just like I do on this episode for the Leafs. Let's go. All right. With that being said, this is leaf edition 22.6. Let's go, Ba. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Hey, fuck me. Right. Hey, (laughs)